How's everybody? Welcome to North Star. If you're a first-time guest, we're so honored to have you uh, share this time with us this weekend. And uh, we hope that you feel welcome here at North Star. We welcome those that are joining us online. And we just went live at our Tupelo campus, seconds to go. Make some noise for them. All right. Okay, you glad you came to church today? Okay, I'm just testing you. I'm just saying. I love this place, and this is one of the reasons, is because at North Star, everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything is possible. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, anything is possible. Yeah, now, now look at your second choice neighbor and tell them anything's possible. All right, we're, we're in a series called Love Your City. I, I love this season and this series, and uh, we're going to dive into that in just a minute. But before we do, I want to say a couple of things. One, people have been asking, how can we donate or how can we help the, the t- horrendous, the terrible crisis uh, that Haiti is in right now. I want to tell you something, and then I'm going to tell you how you can, you can donate. Because of your faithful giving to faith commitment giving, which is uh, faith commitment giving, if you're not familiar with that, it is how we give above our tithes and offerings. We give above to faith commitment giving. And faith commitment giving has uh, 24 different ministries and mission uh, opportunities that, that the faith commitment uh, giving money goes to. And I want to, I'm, I'm very proud and, or blessed to be able to stand here and tell you today, because of your faithful giving to faith commitment giving, you have already given to the Haiti crisis. We have already sent that money. It's there. And HMM uh, has had boots on the ground even before the storm came. So thank you for your investment in faith commitment giving because already it is helping the crisis in Haiti. Give God a praise clap or something for that. I'm excited about that uh, because it does make a difference. Your giving does uh, make a difference. However, if you would like to give... uh, more to the relief effort, you can go to our website, ns.church, and on our homepage, you'll see one of the slides says, Haiti Crisis and Donate Now. You click on that, it'll take you to Hispaniola Mountain Ministry, which is the, the ministry that we go through and with when we, when we go to Haiti. So you'll be able to help that way as well. Also, as you saw in the opener, uh, October the 30th, uh, Sunday, October the 30th, will be our Sun Stand Still, that's hard to say, Sun Stand Still uh, offering. We give this every year. It is based on the passage in Joshua uh, where uh, they were fighting a battle and they, the sun was going down. They needed just a little more time, you know what I'm saying, uh, just to 
just to finish the thing, right? You know, they said, well, we could just, we, we could turn in, we could go home and start afresh in the morning. We'll feel better about it. We'll feel good. We'll feel better in the morning. But Joshua said, but we could stay if we just had some more time and finish the battle and win the battle and defeat the enemy. So Joshua prayed this crazy prayer saying, God, if you would just let us have some more sunlight, we'll finish this, this battle. And guess what? God gave them some sunlight. He stopped the sun. You say, oh, that's not scientifically, that's not even possible. Let me tell you something. I'm not here to, to try to give you a scientific uh, explanation, but if God, I'm, I'm, this is a little lead better sarcasm, if God can create the sun, he could stop it. And he did. And so we've based this offering uh, off of that, that prayer. God, just do something magnificent. Do something incredible. Do something that nobody can explain it except that, that, that you did it, God. And so that's why we have the Sun Stand Still offering. Amen? And that'll be uh, October the 30th. And also, it's, uh, it's going to be Baptism Day. And some of you have put your trust in Christ, but you've never taken the next step uh, of baptism. And uh, we're going to put a lot of emphasis on that day, uh, the 30th. And we challenge you, if you've never followed the Lord in believer's baptism, that you'll mark your calendar and go ahead right now and say, hey, I, I'm going to do it on, on that day. I'm going to do it on that day. And you can sign up at at guest services, or you can sign up online, all right? And that's October the 30th, Sun Stand Still and Baptism Day. How many uh, are glad that we, we serve a God that's a, a miracle-working God? Amen? Amen. All right. Last week, we looked at the, the fact of living life on mission. And let me just tell you something. If you are a believer, living life on mission is a 24-7, 365, all right? That's something. That it's, we don't compartmentalize, well, I, I should do this, and we need to have this. But living life on mission is, is an everyday thing for the believer, all right? And so last week we talked about how the mandate is sure, it's, it's definite. God didn't give us this to consider uh, like an option that we can consider, but a command that we are to follow. And then last week I talked about how we have the hope that the world needs. We have that hope living in, within us, and we must share that hope with the world. And the message is clear. The message is that God sent his only son to die for our sins. He died and he rose from the grave, nailing uh, our indebtedness to the cross and that's the gospel message. And he rose from the grave. And so we have the answer, the, the message to share with the world. And the decision is up to, it's up to them. But 151,200 people who today aren't in any church in our region, 151,200, we're just trying to reach some of them. You know, and so we've got to live life on mission and take the good news of, of Jesus to the world. 
I know this, and I, I think I said this last week, but Jesus always invites us to something better. Always invites us to something better, but we have to move. Uh, maybe that can be on the screen. I'm not sure I have that. Jesus always invites us to something better. He wants us to, he wants us to, to go forward with him. He wants us to, to, to go uh, the distance with him. And, and this is what I know. I know that if, if, if we'll let him, he'll take us from where we were to where we should be because where we should be is better than where we were. Okay, this side didn't get it. Um, so I'm going to, he, he's taken us from where we are to where we could be because where we could be is better than where we are. Uh, uh, so what if I say it 20 different ways? It, when, when it gets out, it's the same thing. He, he wants to take us from where we are to where we could be because where we could be is better wh than where we are. And so that's what this, this series has been about. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I want to set up the text and then we'll read it uh, here shortly. The, the, the sermon today is a, about a man. He was a beggar. He, he, the Bible calls him blind Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus. And um, the uh, Galilean Jews would make their pilgrimage back to the holy city, back to Jerusalem. And on the way, they would have to pass through a city called Jericho. Say Jericho. And Jericho is referred to in the Old Testament uh, as the city of palm trees. It was a flourishing city. It was a beautiful city. And uh, life all through the city. And so the Galilean Jews, on their pilgrimage, they would have to go through the city of Jericho. Now, as you approach the city of Jericho, uh, it was like a, a really steep, steep hill. Mountainous range that... Uh, that they would have to, to climb before they got into the city of, of Jericho. And now this is, a, this is another sermon for another time, but uh, how many know that sometimes uh, to get to your destination that you have to go up a steep hill? Are you feeling what I'm saying? How many know that sometimes uh, in trying to get to where you want to be and where you need to be, it's steep, it's difficult. I, I do know this, sometimes you've, you've got to go through something in order to get something. I'm using my preacher voice on this one. Sometimes, are you listening? Sometimes you need to know that sometimes you've got to go through something in order to get something. We want it fast. We want the miracle now. We want God to answer our prayer now. But sometimes, I'm telling you, Sometimes you got to go through something in order to get something. And that's what was happening with blind Bartimaeus. He was, he was begging. He, he was on that steep mountainous range, and he was begging because, because he, he didn't have anything and he couldn't see. Let's read it. And uh, it's found in Mark chapter 10. Mark's gospel chapter 10. And I'm going to begin to read in verse 46. Mark chapter 10. Did you bring your Bible today? Okay, if you didn't, just 
look down like you, or look at the screen. Don't pretend in church. I like to see the Bibles, especially the ones that are lit up. Man, I love that. Yeah, I'm, I loved to get in the Word, and let's let the Word get into us today. Amen? All right, Mark chapter 10, verse 46. The Bible says, Then they came to Jericho, as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, uh, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48, many rebuked him, rebuked him, and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more. I, I like this part. Uh, they told him to be quiet. He just got louder. Because he knew this was Jesus. Son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 49, Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. This is, this is blind Bartimaeus. This is the story. He was, he was the beggar. Now, what I want to give you today is uh, three things that we, the church, Three things that we need to do to help our city, all right? So if you're taking notes, this is the first one. We need to help our city focus on Jesus. We need to help our city focus on Jesus. Now, here's, here's blind Bartimaeus, and uh, he's, he's sitting there begging. Uh, he, he didn't have a job. He had no support structure. He had no support system. And in verse 46, if you'll look back at that with me for just a moment, the Bible says, when they came to Jericho, as Jesus and his disciples were with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And and many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son uh, of David, have mercy on me. And so the reason I reread that is because I, I really want you to get the picture of blind Bartimaeus. I really want you to, to catch what's going on in his life. He needed himself to go from where he was to where he needed to be, because where he needed to be was going to be better than where he was. And so, uh, all of this time, he's, he's, he's begging, he, he hears about Jesus, he hears Jesus is coming down the road, and, and what happens? All the people say, man, hush, he'll hear you. I know I want him to hear me. You're, you're bothering him. You're bothering him. Leave him alone. I mean, let Jesus go about his, 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 his work. <laughs> don't, don't bother Jesus. You know what? 
Jesus wants to be bothered. Jesus wants to, to, to be there for you. Jesus wants to, to, uh, uh, to come to you. He hears you when you cry out, all right? And so, the voices of the world. Uh, this reminds me of, of, of our culture. What we need to help our city do is focus not on the, the, the stuff that we're against, but the stuff that we're for. We need, we're trying to help people know Jesus. And we have to help our city and help our communities and help our neighborhoods get their focus on Jesus because Jesus wants to do something incredible in their life. First of all, Jesus wants to save them. Jesus wants to transform them. And so we need to help our city listen uh, to, the, to the right voices. Uh, we often say around here, we're not trying to make a point when we go out and we serve in the community. We're trying to make a difference. We're not trying to get a name for ourselves. We're not trying to make a point. We're trying to make a difference. And that's what needs to happen in your area, in your life, in your work, uh, in your school, is to make a difference. This is what I know. You need to be concerned about not what others think, but you need to be concerned about what God thinks. Say, so, well, I don't know what, how, how, I don't know um, how they'll take it if I bring up the gospel. I don't know uh, if I really get sold out to Jesus. I, I, what, what are people going to think? What, what's, what the people at work going to think if, if, if they see a change in my life? They're going to think, you've, you've changed. They're going to they're they're think, uh, he's got right with the Lord. They're going to they're see change in you. Uh, what, what would they think if I, if I get baptized on October the 30th? Uh, here, is, here is blind Bartimaeus, and, and all of these voices were, were shouting at him. And he was needing to get to Jesus. And there are people all around us who need to get to Jesus, but they need to, they need to hear uh, the right voices. They need to hear from you. They need to hear a word of, of encouragement. And I, I know there's some, some people that are listening today saying, well, I'm, I'm not concerned about what other people think. I'm not concerned, I'm not concerned what other people think. Well, why aren't you serving? Why, why haven't you taken the plunge? Why, why haven't you gone through the waters of baptism? Why, I don't care what other people think. Um, right, right. Uh, I, I know. That's why, that's why we spend money we don't have on things we don't need to impress people we don't even like. Yeah, yeah. I, no, no. Okay, that's just me. Uh, you know, we... we uh, we post selfies. Uh, we don't. Some of you do. <laughs> we don't. I'm not included in that. Um, and this is going to embarrass somebody, I know. But yeah, you, t you know, we pull out the phone. Uh, hashtag selfie. <laughs> Turn the camera around. Yeah, there it is right there. Mm, oh, yeah. And then we, we extend our arm out a little bit further to make it look like somebody else took it oh yeah and then we hit the button that's right that's a pretty good picture too yeah. makes me look a little heavy though so I'm going to 
adjust it in this program. And it needs, uh, it needs a filter or two or three or four. We add four or five filters. And then we post it on social media and we say, hashtag just woke up. Uh, hashtag no filters. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, we're trying to impress people, but what we need to do is focus on what God thinks about us. Oftentimes, you'll want to write this one down, oftentimes we use our past and inabilities as excuses not to get where we need to be. Oftentimes, you know, you know my past, don't you? You know, I'm still struggling with this, I'm still struggling with that. Or I can't do that. I, I don't, I'm not able to do that. And we use, oftentimes, we used our, our past and our inabilities to hinder us. We use them as excuses not to be or not to go where we need to be and where we need to go. So we need to, we need to help our city. Uh, Throw, throw down the, the care and listen to the one who cares. Amen? Number two, we need to help our city uh, throw down the coat. So here, here's, here's the blind Bartimaeus. You know, he's, he's sitting there on his cloak with his cup. And he's, he's just hoping, you know, somebody will come by and, and drop a few coins in. The Bible says... Uh, that uh, it, it says in verse 49, uh, Jesus stopped and said, call him. I, I like this part because uh, some of you don't realize it, but God knows who you are. Maybe you don't realize it, but God is interested in you. And here, here's blind Bartimaeus, he's begging, and, and Jesus says, uh, Y'all call him. I mean, go get him, man. Guys, go call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up. On your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Here's blind Bartimaeus. Um, I can't see, but I can jump. <laughs> I, I'm blind. I can't see, but I can get up. Because he had one destination, and that was to get into the presence of Jesus. The uh, cloak, it's very interesting. Um, the cloak, it was, it was like his coat, all right? But it was more than just a coat. The cloak was uh, his comfort zone. The cloak was, it, the cloak was more than just to stay warm. It, it had many purposes, but one purpose was uh, when, when he would go to that steep incline, steep incline uh, and beg, it was, his, it was like his house. It was like his zone. It was his comfort zone. So something very significant about the fact that he throws down his cloak because that was his comfort. I mean, that, his cup, that's, that was his life. And so the Bible says that, that he threw it down. That was his comfort zone. Ask yourself this question. What is my comfort zone? What, what is my comfort zone? 
Uh, no, and this is the answer people sometimes give when you, you invite them to go on a, or a mission trip. Uh, God hadn't told me to go get on a plane and fly halfway around the world. <laughs> he hadn't told me that. He might have. He, he, might, he, he might be. So, well, um, I, I'm, I'm a homeboy. Well, me too. I like to be in, in, in the home zone. I like to be around, close by, where it's comfortable. And that's our problem sometimes. There are people who could serve that don't serve because they don't want to get out of their comfort zone. There are people that could go but won't go because they won't get out of their, their comfort zone. And one thing that Bartimaeus did, he threw down his cloak. He threw down his coat. He threw down his, his comfort zone. Most great things don't happen in our comfort zone. Most of the great things that happen in our lives aren't happening in our comfort zone. It's when we're willing to, to take a step. It's when we're willing to get outside of ourselves and get outside of our comfort zone. That's when the great things really start happening. And here is blind Bart Bartimaeus, and he says, I, I'm, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to throw down the, the cloak because I'm going to get to Jesus. And church, can I just tell you that there are people in our city who need a little help, who needs some help getting out of their comfort zone. We need to help people throw down the coat. Uh, we need to make it easy for people to come to Jesus and difficult to turn away from him. I said that a couple of weeks ago, but, and I'm going to say it again. We need to make it easy for people to come to Jesus. And we, we've got to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. We've got to share that good news, the, the life-saving news that God loves everyone. And guess what? He has not given up on you. Maybe you're thinking, well, it's my past inabilities, my past, my, my inability to, to speak in public, my inability to serve. Listen, there are people at your workplace, there are people on your street that need to come to Jesus. And we need to make it easy for people to come to Jesus. That's why we say, you invite them, we'll tell them. But, but life on mission is more than just inviting them. Life on mission is having intentional conversations with people about the gospel. And then, we need to help our city drop the cup. Drop the cup. Bible says in verse 51 what do you want me to do for you Jesus asked him the blind man said Rabbi I want to see Jesus said go go remember he had already pushed away the voices of the crowd and I don't know if I said this a minute ago but the more 
that you take steps toward Jesus, the more the crowd is going to tell you, don't go that direction. The more you get sold out to Jesus, the more temptations, the more obstacles, the more voices in your uh, circle are going to be trying to, to, to discourage you. The Bible says, Jesus said, go. Your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. Listen to this. Immediately. When? Immediately. When? Immediately. I just love the fact that God comes, comes through for us at just the right time. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Immediately, he followed Jesus along the road. Sometimes, this was, this was like the last thing he had. You know, he, he, didn't, he didn't need it anymore. And what we need to help people do is is what happened to blind Bartimaeus said yeah but I don't know if I've got strong enough faith let me tell you this having strong faith will not remove your problems if you had problems when you went to bed last night you woke up this morning you still got problems having strong faith does not remove your problems but it does remove the power problems have over your life I mean that's worth coming to church for right there if you'll have faith in God if you'll have faith in Jesus you still may go through storms you still may have difficulties but your faith in him will remove the power that those storms and that those situations have over your life Here's another one. God is not moved by the size of your situation or the size of your problem, but by the size of your faith. I mean, God is not looking down at us saying, whew, man, I guess I ought to get involved now because look at this problem. God's not moved by the size of your problems. He's moved by the size of your faith. He says if you just have the faith the size of a mustard seed, it can move mountains. Here is a blind Bartimaeus. He said, I can't, I can't, I can't see. But I can jump. He jumped to his feet crowd was saying leave leave Jesus alone for crying out loud let the man pass through he's not gonna do anything for you anyway you're just a blind beggar and he pushed away he pushed away those that were trying to get him away from Jesus and he listened to Jesus he threw down the cares of the world 
And then the Bible says, he, he said, man, I, said, I, I'm going to Jesus. You hear me? I'm going to Jesus. I'm taking off this cloak. He probably didn't, he probably didn't take it off. He was probably wrapped around him. The Bible says, all right, this is my comfort zone. This is how I make a living. This is my, this is what makes me feel good. This gives me security. It's like my security blanket. Do I keep this? Jesus is telling me to come to him. Do I keep it? Do I hang on to it? No. He said, he said I'm throwing it down. Because I'm getting to Jesus. Because what he's got to offer me is better than what I've been carrying around. And then the last thing he had was the cup. And uh, it doesn't say that, that, he, that he laid the cup down. But it indicates that immediately. He was healed, and immediately, he said, I don't need this anymore either. <laughs> immediately, he followed Jesus. Where, where do you need that touch from Jesus today? Is it in your marriage? Is it in a relationship? Is it in a difficulty that you're facing? What, what, what is it in your life that you're needing to get to Jesus. Who is that neighbor or that coworker that you know doesn't know the Lord? What can you do to help them throw down the coat and get to Jesus? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we need you. God, for those that are at our services today that do not know you as, as personal Lord and Savior, I pray today would be the day that they would say yes to Jesus. If you realize that you've never said yes to Christ, you know about God, but you don't know God. Today's the day. Would you just call on him? The Bible says, Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And right from your heart, the privacy of your own heart, just say this, God, I need you in my life. I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and he rose from the grave. Today, I call on you to come into my life. I put my trust in you, and I follow you, Jesus, today. Maybe your prayer today is, uh, Lord, help me to be where you want me to be. Help me. Help my neighbor. Help me to help my coworker. Help me to help others. Focus on Jesus and lay everything down and follow you. I'm going to ask that everyone please stand. I just want to pray over you.
church isn't over. <laughs> and the Spirit is still moving. And during this, this next just few moments of worship, focus, focus on Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person. God, I pray that um, as you've spoken to us today, that you would just seal those decisions that are being made right now. God, help us to, uh, to be attentive to the voice of God speaking to our, life, to our lives. Lord, we, we love you. We're thankful for you meeting us here this day. In Jesus' name that I pray.